you're literally a ticking time bomb for hypothermia in many of these swims. And I didn't even get halfway across. I was too cold. I was too slow. But I got out of the water and I said to myself, I'm going to come back there and I'm going to come back and finish it and I'm going to be as prepared as possible. I wanted to show what I was made of. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, an open water swimmer goes out of her way to do the really hard things. After this. I'm Kim Chambers, and I'm originally from New Zealand, and I spent, gosh, over 20 years in San Francisco. I I went to the U.S. as a young 17-year-old to attend UC Berkeley. I worked in tech and then became a public speaker. About 10 years ago, I fell down a set of stairs on my way to work, and it just snowballed into this monstrous injury, I was 30 minutes from losing my right leg from the knee down. I'd been a ballerina growing up in New Zealand. I'd rode at UC Berkeley. I was used to using my body and having agency over my body. And that was so close to being taken away from me. I was diagnosed with acute compartment syndrome. And I spent two years learning to walk again. And Through that rehabilitation period, I was only given a 1% chance of walking unassisted again. Those two years were really, really, really difficult years for me. I've had difficult years since, but I, I look back on that time and you're literally on the sidelines watching the world go by with no guarantee that all the hard work that you're going to do is going to get you where you want to. I came across swimming as part of my rehabilitation. Two guys that I had met at a swimming pool where I had been swimming to rehabilitate my leg, they had invited me to swim in the San Francisco Bay. And I thought, well, I've never heard of anyone swimming in the San Francisco Bay, but I thought that sounds like a cool idea. And I said, what do I need to bring? And they said, just a swimsuit, cap and goggles. I had no idea what I was setting myself up for. It was a really cold November day, and they encouraged me to get in the water, just wearing a regular swimsuit. And I just remember looking around, and I couldn't believe that I was in this water to begin with. You can see Alcatraz from the water. You can see all these old historic ships, and you can see other people in the water. I was freezing cold, but I guess I just I was lit up like a Christmas tree. The guys said I was smiling ear to ear, and it was exhilarating. So it was just that exact moment where my whole body, my mind, every fiber of my being literally came alive, and I was hooked from that moment. Swimming is quite different from any other sport. I mean, you are using every muscle in your body. You're using your mind, and having gone through this terrible injury, I was weightless in the water. There is uh, this buoyancy, especially in in the salt water, that is just magical, where you can just glide across the top of the water and you have this experience that connects your mind and your body so intimately. So swimming for me took on a life of its own. (laughs) 
you know, you're, you're swimming from one place to the next and you're like, if I can swim from there to there, maybe I can swim from there to there. And it really became quite intoxicating. I felt like a kid in a candy store. I was like, I want that. I want that. I want that. I just wanted more of everything. I was so excited to be a part of this community. I was starting to hear about people coming back from England and having swum the English Channel. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that is so cool. I want to do that. Throughout my swimming career, people were pretty honest with me. My good friend and mentor, Vito Biala, said I couldn't swim my way out of a paper bag with flippers on. And he was absolutely right. But those words really lit a fire in my belly. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> so the most challenging swim that I have done to date was the North Channel from Northern Ireland to Scotland. So that swim has very, very cold water. So 53 degree water. Um, and at the time, only 25 people had completed that swim before me. All of these swims are done without a wetsuit. You follow what's called English Channel rules. You just wear a regular swimsuit, a regular cap, goggles, and we also lather ourselves in lanolin to protect chafing from the water. You know, you have a, a dedicated crew on the boat. They feed you. So every 30 minutes, for example, they'll throw me a drink bottle on a rope like you're a pet seal. And you're treading water and you're drinking a carbohydrate protein mix. And then you keep swimming until they tell you it's time for another feeding. The North Channel, that year, there were a lot of jellyfish. And these are lion's mane jellyfish that sits on the top of the waters. It can be as large as a sort of a mini car tire. And their tentacles stretch three or four feet under the surface. And they sting. I got stung in the first hour. I continued to get stung for the next 13 hours and six minutes <laughs> that it took me to complete that swim. One of my crew members described them as big trash cans floating in the water. And at one point they were blowing a whistle telling me to stop because there was one right in front of me and they would say, Kim, go left, go right, go left. I was delirious towards the end of that swim. I don't remember finishing the swim. I don't remember touching Scotland. I couldn't tell you what Scotland looked like. <laughs> You can prepare as much as possible, but, you know, Mother Nature is always, always the boss. And I think that's what makes these swims really exciting is you're not given a guarantee. <laughs> you don't know how it's going to end. I have completed the Ocean Seven, and those are seven swims around the world, the English Channel, North Channel, Molokai Channel, Cook Strait, and so on. Going through a really tough swim, well, I think, you know, you are certainly facing your mortality and there's a recovery period where it's sort of this mixture of elation but also pain and suffering because you're really, you know, everything aches. You definitely take stock of your life and you wonder, was it worth it? It's not a glamorous sport. There's a lot of vomiting for me involved. But I am an ordinary person who got to do these extraordinary things thanks to the extraordinary help of ordinary people. And I believe that anything is possible for each of us. It doesn't mean that you have to swim the English Channel, but I think that thinking about something that 
you don't think you can do. Thinking about something that someone says you can't do. I think it's an incredible opportunity to say, you know what, no, that's not going to be my life. I would have never imagined that I had, would, would have done these swims. I got to see what I was made of. And they have set a foundation for me for the rest of my life. And I have gone through difficult times since then. But I can always draw back on that hard work. I can always draw back on those achievements and say, well, if I can do that, I can get through this. In 2014, Kim Chambers became the sixth person to complete the Ocean 7, a marathon swimming challenge consisting of seven open water channel swims around the world. A year later, she became the first woman to swim from the Farlon Islands to the Golden Gate Bridge, a distance of about 30 miles. You can learn more about her on her website, kimswims.com. This story was produced by Tunvi Kumar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash podplus. Thank you for listening.